Drop off the kids or put them to bed. Turn on Childish with real life friends and podcasting virtuosos Greg Fitzsimmons and Allison Rosen. Laugh about the struggles and joys of parenthood. Grow closer to your children. Learn something useful or not. Maybe feel less alone. And maybe even put the spark back into your love life. Childish is for people who are parents or had parents. If you had no parents, maybe check out WTF with Mark Marin. Subscribe to Childish. New episodes coming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Childish, oh shit. Last time I checked, I was still a kid. Childish, childish. This all freaks me out a bit. Childish, oh shit. How can I pet when I'm still a kid? Childish, oh shit. Who the hell is that? Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I am sitting here with one of my favorite people. I'm so happy that he has made time to come on the show. It is Shane Dawson. He is a superstar YouTuber. We're having a little bit of a debate about how many millions of followers he has. I think it's more than he thinks it is. He probably knows better, but in my mind, it's it's near billions. <laughs> if you have a young person in your house then you already know who he is. Uh, but if not, if you're just a fan of me, you probably know who he is. He's also a two-time New York Times bestselling author. And recently, he has changed his video style. And also, he's been in the news because he just got engaged. Um, we have lots of stuff to talk about. Welcome to the show, Shane Dawson. Oh, my God. Hi. My New Year's resolution that kicked in in March is to do better intros for the guests because <clears throat> usually I do none. So that's why that's why there was like all of that fanfare before I allowed you to speak. <laughs> I mean, I, usually I get really uncomfortable with nice things or compliments. Today, uh, that felt really good. <laughs> good. Yeah. So what is going on? Because you said before we started, <laughs> before we started, you said you're nervous. Mm -hmm. So girl, let's get into it. So, okay, I haven't done something like this in a long time, um, kind of on purpose, because I feel like whenever I, whenever I come on a podcast or I, I'm doing an interview or something, I get really anxious. You know this. Like, yes. I just really self-conscious. So my like, go-to thing is to be crazy or to say offensive, shocking things to make people laugh and, you know, kind of distract them mm -hmm. from, uh, you know. I don't know, my true self or something. But the last couple of years, I've been more of myself on the internet. But then I, I'm like, oh, I'm being boring. This doesn't even make sense. I'm no, so it does, scared right it, now. It does make sense. Okay. I think it sounds, I'm putting, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds as if what you're saying is you're afraid that the real you isn't entertaining enough. Yeah. So you kind of uh, try to please people by like being wild and crazy. Oh, yeah. I would literally, whenever I would come on anything, I would just um, turn on and, and I would become somebody who I was so disconnected from that mm -hmm. it was actually scary. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I don't know. I, I would listen back to things like the other day. I was listening back to old stuff, trying to find anything that could be a controversy. Um, I missed one, <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> and you know, I was just like, oh my god, I who number one, who was that? This is sad. This is scary. And what does this mean about me as a person that I could? Because I can't really do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like turning on and becoming, I can't, I don't even know how anymore. But back then, it was very scarily easy to like be the shocking, crazy, whatever. And then the second I left, it was right back to being like, me who talks like this and who's really <laughs> depressed. Um, so yeah, I don't know how to, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll, this is going to be interesting and maybe boring. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think it'll be boring. So you're anxious because you are trying to be genuine and you're worried about how that, who that is. Um, I think I always considered, I don't like talking about myself, which is why I've kind of switched my videos to, uh, interviewing people Mm -hmm. or kind of going inside the lives of people because it's interesting to me and I can kind of talk about my life and stuff, but it's more focused on them. I just don't like talking about myself i've never and I, that sounds crazy but like i don't like pictures i don't like attention and I, I know it literally sounds like i'm lying i'll put my hand on any bible there's a lot of books in here i'll put my hand on all these books <laughs> and say i don't like it mm-hmm. it makes me anxious so has it always because yes. i and i think for someone who, if someone is unfamiliar with you uh just to to, to explain to them why it sound why, why you're worried it sounds like you're lying is because your career for so long has been talking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the way that I used to, my family used to call me a ghost <laughs> because I would try to like go through my house like a ghost, mm-hmm. unseen, very much like I would run to the kitchen to get a pizza roll, eat it, you know, still frozen. <laughs> And I would run to the kitchen to get it so fast you wouldn't even see me. Mm-hmm. And they saw me. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, in my head, they didn't. And it was like, oh, she, oh, he's he's being a ghost right now. Shane's being a ghost. And, and it was just because I don't like that I wear all black. I'm always like wearing big hoodies or robes now. Like that's my new thing, which I need to get out of because robes don't look great in public. <laughs> it looks crazy. Um, more ghost-like. Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I kind of turned... Be- Shane Dawson, this sounds so, I hate myself right now, but Shane Dawson is not even my name. And it was like this person I created and he had straight long hair and he was like confident and straight and all these things. And then like, so all those things I did in the past, every time they they come back up again, it like makes me feel sad and gross because I'm like, I don't even, that person, I don't even know who that person is. That's a very sad person. And I just... Well, I was going to ask, how much was it tied up with um, being an acting straight at the time? It was. So I've been talking to a lot of people recently, ever since the the pedophile thing that happened a year ago. That one hit me in a weird place. (laughs) I don't know what that. I'm not familiar with that one. Whoa. Thank God. Um, isn't that crazy when you're in the midst of like some huge internet thing and it feels like every single person uh-huh. knows like I have people who say to me like oh so are you still working with Adam Carolla and I'm like oh my god you're not aware of the whole fucking thing that went down yeah. I love that yeah yeah no th- there's nothing better than when I say the pedophile thing and people go what yeah it's the best feeling in the world <laughs> <laughs> then it's also too late and I kind of have to explain yeah um sorry I'm getting caught in math <laughs> 
Do, um, take do, take your time taking okay. that sip of water. Do Thank not you. do not rush your refreshment. I usually rush my water because I hate water. Same. I can't do it. It's gross. We've done, yeah, we've yeah. About that. I know. But I'm getting a lump. I need to figure it out. Last <laughs> time we talked, you were uh, talking about how great it felt to no longer be drinking or consuming artificial sweetener. And I, when I saw you walk in with the Diet Coke, I was like, oh, thank God he's back. Oh, yeah. Because I am too. Oh, yeah. Water, um, I think water is what... <laughs> I think water maybe was the reason... I'm going to blame water for all of my controversies. I okay. That's what it was. Yeah. I just wasn't in the right state of mind. <laughs> you were in um, the right headspace. No, the aspartame <laughs> really just keeps me from being racist. And <laughs> um, so the pedophilia thing. Right. Oh, and a pedophile. So... <laughs> That, oh my God. So the, I don't even, what was the question with that? Or what is that? Okay. So that was, that was actually not even, somebody took a clip from an old podcast, I think two different podcasts and like cut out every time I said, I'm just kidding. Or like, oh my God, no, I'm joking. Mm-hmm. It was like a story about meeting this like Instagram celebrity girl who was like 10 and her dad was forcing her to take sexy photos or whatever. And it was, yeah, creepy, right? And the tone of the story is it was creepy. And I was talking about it, whatever. They kind of cut that up and made it way, made me way creepier than I actually was in the moment. And then there was another thing where me and my co-host were talking about pedophilia and the mentality of it. And that's something that I still like can't even think about. But we were talking about it. And I was like trying to make a joke about Googling naked babies. And then right after that, I was just like, just kidding. Or like, I don't know why anybody would do that. That's crazy. Of course they cut that out. (laughs) So they like pieced this thing together, Mm -hmm. put scary music under it. They also circled the faces of like my ex-girlfriend, my current boyfriend. And they're like, see, they have baby faces. Shane's a pedophile. Like it was, I think it was a troll Mm -hmm. that the internet found and kind of took out the trolley part of it and just posted, you know me talking about googling babies and it became a thing and i lost um everything oh my god oh my god i can't believe i missed this yeah well i mean i'm glad thank god yeah yeah it was really bad i mean the (laughs) lost everything like all your work stuff i was working on a i was writing a show um of course they'd say oh no it has nothing to do with this scandal like we just are going in a different direction i'm like okay you're right um i almost lost I don't know if I can even say that. I it was bad. I brand deal stuff, which is already hard for me to get. Mm-hmm. I lost that. Um, my mom, <laughs> the <laughs> the night after it happened, it was her birthday, and she was just like, you know, trying to comfort me. But then she also was just like, "Oh my God, honey, no, I know. I I go into my Starbucks and everybody looks at me, and I just want to say, my son's not a pet." <laughs> 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 I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, so she was dealing with it too. Um, and then just like, yeah, they would pull, people were just pulling. When something like that happens, people like to go through everything and find anything that could be like a clue, mm-hmm. which I totally get it. I love conspiracies. I love piecing things together. But they would find like, you know, pictures of me holding a baby and, oh, is my smile creepy? Or, oh, they'd find, you know, clips of me doing a video with a kid or whatever. And, and yeah, it was not great, but. Uh, yeah was it the main was it main like where was it being reported and talked about everywhere was it mainstream media the thing was it was yeah that was my first like mainstream thing like that because sorry caught mouth because i don't know why 
that one hit in at a time where YouTubers were being talked about mainstream for doing bad things. Like it was like a PewDiePie did this and this mm. person did this. Jake Paul did this. Oh, Shane Dawson's a pedophile. So that, you know, I have it somewhere on my phone. I screenshotted it just for like a to look back on one day, hopefully, and, you know, laugh or slash um, remind myself of like how bad it can get. Mm -hmm. But Twitter for like three days, their like top thing at the top was my face. And it just said like Shane Dawson, YouTuber pedophile scandal or something. Oh, my God. And it was like, and, you know, like we talked, I was molested when I was a kid, which makes sense for so many reasons why my jokes are so gross and crazy or were so gross and crazy um but that was hard because i'm like i'm not a pedophile and now this word might be associated with my name forever it's not Mm -hmm. thank god that kind of went away after you know a little while but that was really hard but the internet was kind of on my side i think because it was so clearly manipulated yeah the most recent thing was me you know telling a story about doing something gross with my cat which didn't happen which i won't even get into it like the logistics of it don't make sense (laughs) but that's for another day um yeah cats don't like wetness they don't like it uh the the thought of my of a cat like of putting a dick anywhere near a cat literally would never happen could never happen Mm -hmm. and also i'm so self-conscious of my body that i don't even want to be fucking naked around my animals so anyways (laughs) But there was an easy joke, and I I would tell stuff like that on other things, and it was a lot of cat fucking jokes, dog fucking jokes, dogs licking peanut butter off my ball jokes, like just all the shitty shit. Mm-hmm. So the internet wasn't on my side for that because I didn't say just kidding. But when I listened, you told it as if it were a true story. Oh right? yeah, like because even I, the other day when I heard it, I started like this was this was like a weird moment where anytime a scandal or something's come up. I kind of like instantly I'm just like I apologize and I don't want to even really look at it mm-hmm. like I won't really go back to the clip they're spreading I'll just be like that wasn't me I hate my I, that wasn't me this one I listened to and I actually found it before it started spreading because I was like I want to hear what what this is mm-hmm. and I started like yelling at myself and it was like dark and I haven't been this dark with myself in a while. <laughs> And I was just like, why the fuck did I say that? And I just started like punching my leg. Mm. And it was like weird. It was <laughs> crazy, probably crazy. Um, and my boyfriend was just like, you know, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, blah, 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 blah. And I think that was one of the big moments where I was like, oh my God, like, what the fuck was I doing? And then that kind of set off a little spiral um, of just like, what the fuck was I doing? Why was mm-hmm. I telling stories on podcasts that seemed... That I wasn't saying just kidding. Why was I? And it wasn't just crazy gross things. It was like random things. It was like talking about going a date I went on. And it would start as a true story. And then it would totally go off into that never happened. But I think because I was reading the room. And I'm like, oh, this is funny. They're liking it. Oh, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to make mm-hmm. it crazier. What's the punchline? Oh, uh, after I came on my cat. Oh, uh, uh, and the punchline is, and I was 19. Like, ha-ha. But I'm bone cha. <laughs> like, and that just kind of became my shtick mm-hmm. which my friend was trying to explain it to me last night because i was spiraling last night about it because i was scared of coming here doing this and falling down that hole again and he was just like i think it's like stand up it's kind of like stand-up comedians don't say just kidding mm-hmm. they just tell the stories um it's like that but darker <laughs> <laughs> um and i haven't done it in a long time so yeah sorry I don't have you talking. talked in therapy about it 
Hold on. Let me... I'm going to take some water for this one. Because I am too. You Tony, must... do you... Tony, okay. Tony Thaxton is producing this show. There he is. Let's Hello. hear his voice. Hi, everyone. I have a terrible habit lately. So Tony has been guest producing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... Well, I don't know. Are we still calling you guest producer? I You've mean, been that's producing really the Monday. your decision. Yeah. That's, you know... I don't know if I'm going to hand it to you that easily. Well, <laughs> you know, I have to. I mean, but hey, anyway, yeah, make me earn it. <laughs> I have this terrible habit of not uh, introducing him at the beginning, and then he'll talk halfway through, and then I get these comments like, "Who's that guy?" So <laughs> I just want to say, Tony Thaxton is here. Do you need to take a sip of a beverage as well? Because I don't see one in front of you. I know I don't have one, so oh, it looks no. like I'm not gonna. You're kind of, <laughs> you're kind of screwed. <laughs> but I am. Like, I'm. I'm blown away the fact that you both said that you hate water. Oh my god, it's so gross. It's got no. It's got. I, I don't know. I've ever heard anyone say that. I can oh, understand really? finding it boring, but to hate it. Oh, it's God's poison. It's got. <laughs> it has worse. Th- people claim it has no flavor, but it does have a flavor. Mm. A water flavor. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, not into it. it. To me, it tastes like oh, where's the the, Flavor? the soda part? <laughs> it <laughs> tastes like when you go to like a fast food place and the syrup thing isn't working, and it's just the water part. And but there's like a spittle of it. That's what this tastes like. That's mm-hmm. what Dasani tastes like. Not sponsored. <laughs> not good. I think that Dasani is actually made by it Coke. Is. Yeah, I think you're right. It fizzes. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. Do you like how do you feel about sparkling water, either of you? It's better, but I don't like Perrier because that tastes like a burning tire or something. Like I imagine that would taste. But, but in general, I, I prefer sparkling water. I don't love LaCroix like everyone else. No. People talk about being addicted to LaCroix. How? That's a joke. That's when people say, I'm addicted to working out. <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> if they are good for them, do I buy it? Not really. Yeah. If you are addicted to working out, there's some something going on. Right. And, you know, I have something going on too in my head, so I can say that. <laughs> so I was asking you, have you talked about um, your propensity toward uh, exaggerating slash line? I don't know how, how you want to term it. Have you talked about that in therapy? Yeah. Um, yes. This was, I talked about that a few years ago before I came out. Um, and this was like back in maybe 2016 or something. I don't even remember anymore. But... I was dealing with another controversy at the time and it was for old, you know, jokes and stuff. And it was really interesting. It it was like scary too, because all of my uh, demons are just out there, right? Like my characters I created were like voices in my head or people in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my mom character was like constantly calling me gay all the time. And then my, you know, my brother character was constantly saying certain things about me. And it was like all these characters were kind of just bits and pieces of people in my life or voices in my head. And it was kind of how I dealt with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm... So, and, but my Shane character was not me. I, and it was the hardest one to play because uh, it was like the normal guy. Mm-hmm. This happy guy. Like, I didn't... So I was so disconnected from him. So, I I don't know. I almost feel like YouTube became the place where I could, like, literally not be uh, myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I'm not that. Like anybody who knows me in real life, and I feel like you know me well mm-hmm. enough to know, I'm not like uh, crazy, off the wall, loose cannon, oh God, Shane's coming over, fucking hide the you know, China. <laughs> like I'm not that. Hide the babies. Hide the baby. Literally, I thought that. I'm like, oh, they're showing me the baby. Okay, they haven't heard. <laughs> um, so, 
No, but I I don't know. I, I think it was like a weird, that was my version of being a ghost or something, mm-hmm. like hiding behind that. Was it, you, you said that playing the Shane character was the hardest one. That's the one you were most disconnected from. At the time, did you feel that way too? At the time, was it like, I am pretend, this is not who I am. I'm very much pretending. Or is it like looking back, you see you were doing that? Oh, at the time too. I always felt like a fraud. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a mix of like eating disorder, sexual issues, uh, childhood issues, mixing all that together. And then having like a bunch of comments being like, you're so funny and like getting, you know, views and all those things. Um, it was almost like, oh, they like this person. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm not that person. But I have to keep doing that. If they knew the real me, they wouldn't want me anymore. They'd think I was fat. They'd think I was you know, too gay. They'd think I was whatever. I was boring, whatever. So it's almost like disconnected. Um, yeah, because I'm sorry. I, I'm like spiraling a little bit now because I don't even okay. know how to fully answer that. What was even the question? It was... <laughs> uh, it, it, it was... Oh, did I know in the moment? The, yeah, like that back then, did you feel like I am playing a character? Yes. I am this person and the person I'm projecting is a totally different person. Yes. Okay, so that's... Mm. It felt like I wanted everybody around me to laugh hard mm-hmm. all the time when I was, you know, on camera and stuff. And maybe that was like my thing, you know, because maybe I couldn't offer anything else. Because if I were to talk about real stuff for more than a minute... People would be bored and mm-hmm. leave. Thank God that's not. And thank God now I, I love what I'm doing now. And I love being able to not have to be loud and kooky and crazy and say shocking things. Like it's the best, you know. I think some of needing to be like splashy and in your face and crazy and all that, it's occurring to me um, that's what got views on YouTube for a yeah. long time. So the fact that now you're doing these really well done, thoughtful um, not like incredibly, I mean, splashy, but not like crazy. Like they're like legitimate documentary series. And the fact that that's popular feels like a new direction for YouTube right now. Oh yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to do stuff like this forever. I never thought people would want it Mm -hmm. and I never was confident enough to do it, to do it or to be myself or to like whatever. So the easy thing and it became easier and easier was to just lean into the, you know, off the wall, kooky, crazy, shocking, whatever. What I thought was like, oh, I I grew up loving, you know, the Chappelle show. I grew up loving Adam Sandler. I grew up loving Mad TV. And it was kind of like that, but I wasn't as good as those people. Mm. I was almost playing that part. And I don't know. It, I have, I've been too afraid to really look back at old stuff because I want to at some point to really fully face all my jokes. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think it was popular at the time because it was like, it was a time where everybody wanted to be shocked and to just have fun, whatever. But it also, looking back, was like not great. I don't know. (laughs) But also, I remember talking to, I don't know how many years ago it was, but there was a period of time where you were pretty dispirited with YouTube. Yeah. And in fact, on your channel, you have a collection of videos titled, Is My YouTube Channel Dying? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is that title oh, referred to? That or was, was that actually a video? That was like a series I did where I went 
to uh, Texas to meet with a girl who was popular on YouTube a few years ago, and she thought her channel was dying. So I kind of went to do like a Gordon Ramsay style. Oh, 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 that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but you did go through a phase where you like sort of didn't want to keep having to do. I think you told me that you thought YouTube was changing. Oh, at a certain point. Yeah, this is the first. The last two years is the first time I've ever been like happy with youtube Mm -hmm. and it's not just because of views or whatever it's literally because it's like i a mix of a lot of things being myself making stuff i actually care about but also like not following like trends and stuff because i did that well you did i I think you felt like you you were unhappy doing that or even considering doing that for a little while i don't like being on camera and i know it sounds like i'm lying i don't like being on camera i don't like how i look i don't like any of that so the older i got especially the harder it was to like pretend to like that mm-hmm. um and but but i know i can be funny in the moment or whatever so it's like it was easy for me to sit down in my kitchen and tell a bunch of jokes and you know whatever whatever people would enjoy it but i wasn't happy doing that at all mm-hmm. like at all <laughs> so where did the decision to start doing this different style documentary style stuff come from and what was the first one i think god i don't know what the first one was but i know oh i now i know oh okay so this was i don't even know it was either one year or two years ago i don't know but i had this idea um about uh reconnecting with my dad and it was a real life thing that was going on and i like couldn't make videos because my brain like wouldn't let me sit down just be kooky and funny or whatever it was around the holidays i was in like a dark place um which tends to happen around the holidays and i was like maybe i should just film this and just see what happens and maybe even not post it i don't know and um i kind of filmed the whole thing and i edited it myself and i hadn't edited a video in a long time I don't even know if I've talked about this, but I, there was a big period of time where I was still editing like sketches for my main channel, which I haven't done in years. Um, but my sit down, like making fun of food and doing all these things, mm-hmm. um, that I had somebody editing cause I would like shoot five of them and then make the thumbnails and he would edit them. And this one I wanted to do myself. And then I kind of got re-inspired with editing and I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is what I love doing. And like, wait a minute, this is, I can make a story out of this and it's my real life. So I actually give a fuck about this. And mm-hmm. I'm not being crazy and weird and like, oh my God. And it was a life-changing thing, like reconnecting with my dad. And and when I put it out, I was expecting nobody to give a fuck. And then people like responded well to it. And then I was like, well, I want to do something else like this. And then that was kind of the start of that and then i started posting less mm-hmm. but putting more energy into things and um yeah so you did um you did inside the mind or no it's called just called the mind of jake paul right mm, yeah which was an eight-part series yeah um and then you did the world of jeffree star yeah you've done conspiracies am i am mm-hmm. i leaving any out tanacon tanacon yeah um, the truth about tanacon <laughs> yeah um yeah, I mean, I guess those were like the the main ones. Um, yeah, I mean, that was all. It's so crazy. Like looking back, it's been such an insane year of like that kind of nonstop filming and editing and 
But it's not just like, it's real life. So the problem with me, and which I need to actually go back to therapy and talk about, is I get so wrapped up and invested in the people that I'm working with that it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I was, you know, filming the, we would film for a week or something. But then for the next two months while I'm editing, I'm voice memoing the person, like Jake Paul, for example. I'm voice memoing him back and forth every day. But I'm also voice memoing his whole, you know, his family, his his girlfriend, like who became his ex-girlfriend while I'm editing and she's freaking out and I'm having to console her because she's freaking out and I care about these people and I also like I'm getting so much um, I'm getting them to say so much to where like that could be career ruining for them mm-hmm. if it, if I were to edit it the wrong way or whatever where I have to keep them constantly feeling safe because I want them to right I want the best and you're also you know? working with people who are used to controlling how they come across uh, yeah who have been living a fake life kind of right just like i used to oh yeah wow, that makes sense well full circle moment yeah, my spiral <laughs> turned into a circle um <laughs> yeah it's almost like jake paul when i met him was so different and so genuine probably one of the sweetest youtubers actually the sweetest youtuber i've ever met off camera on camera wow and i was like oh he was playing this part which works mm-hmm. and he knows it works but I think there is a genuine person in there who's like maybe too afraid to be genuine because it's not interesting. Right. That was fascinating to me. And then once I saw the family and the dynamic and his dad and like the brother and Logan, I mean, it just the whole thing was like, whoa. So it's like I'm getting him to talk about his family issues and all these things because I actually did care. But then like having to make sure it's not going to ruin his family mm-hmm. while I'm uploading them, editing them. It was insane. Like the whole thing. Um, but it actually helped me work through some stuff, too. Because it was all about sociopathy and personality disorders, which I had kind of demonized Mm -hmm. because of things I went through as a kid. And um, now that I've learned so much more, I'm like, oh, and I see it more for what it is. And it doesn't affect me as much. That was so vague. But basically, I've been kind of taken advantage of a lot by people who might, you know, be narcissists or might be something else. Sociopath. Yeah. I'm like a magnet. Yeah. It's so it's clear in wa- and I it's clear in watching that you are fascinated and afraid of people who might be sociopaths. Not yes. that not that there's a bunch of people who are like I'm super into them. Right. Maybe. There maybe there are. <laughs> kind of into it now but not well keep going. Right. Well so it, it reminded me that um years ago you and I we're talking about someone that I had interviewed and you, and I'm not going to say who, but you emailed me and you're like, I think he might be a sociopath. Oh. And I was like, Oh, you've been into this for a while. And oh, then it yeah. made me curious. Like what it, where does your, and I, I don't think fascination or interest is even the right word where, but where does the, the energy behind you wanting to seek out more info about this come from? So I'm trying to remember who it was. Sorry. <laughs> I could write it down. Oh, really? You remember? Yeah, I do. Okay. Oh, I totally do. Interesting. Yeah. You told me that you always got like a hollow feeling around him. Yes. The pit in my stomach. That's so funny that I literally don't know that person, but I need to Google it. I'm sure it was like, a, oh, there's more. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh. Now, do you know who that I'm talking yeah. about? Ooh. Yeah. Do you still think he's a sociopath or she? I think (laughs) now that I know, um, I think I shouldn't even, it's not even my place. Well, that's, that is another thing. Yeah. 
in I think the second episode, you and is her name Katie? Katie Morton, yeah. Yeah. Every third sentence is like, I'm not saying he's a sociopath, but I'm not like mm-hmm. you guys were. And is that a legal thing? I guess for her, it's an ethical thing, probably. Well, that video is probably like that got a very interesting reaction because people were very mad at me. So it just, just for people who haven't seen okay. it, you're going in, you're, you're, you know, it's a documentary about this uh, controversial YouTuber, Jake Paul, mm-hmm. and there's this question of, is he a sociopath? And you're talking to a licensed therapist about it. Yes. That's So we're now talking about that conversation with her in that yes. particular episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, people were mad because they felt like we were um, really making it a horror movie. The way I thought, and this is because I was very un- I was educated because I do, I have been fascinated with a sociopath since I was little. Mm-hmm. And that's because of family stuff. So it, I, I'd say every year, I would fall down a rabbit hole on the internet of watching, you know, those animation videos where it's like, if they have this sign, whatever, Um, Mm -hmm. or I would watch, I'd read articles about it or whatever. So I knew that kind of stuff. I didn't know um, that it was a personality disorder. I didn't know it was like something that they couldn't change Mm -hmm. or couldn't whatever. And that it actually is kind of a mental health thing. I always thought of it more like a, like when I hear the word narcissist, I still think like, oh, that's just like, oh, the mean girls or something. Oh, right. That's Regina George. It's like, no, it's a personality <laughs> disorder. It's actually a mental thing. They can't help it. Yeah. So in my head, I kind of, and I think I also demonized it in my head and made it a horror movie because it made it easier to, like I always do with everything, make everything a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's crazy and dramatic. It was easier than accepting the reality of maybe this person in my family, in my life, doesn't actually care about me in the same way I care about them or uh, sympathize or empathize with me or whatever. Maybe I'm actually being drained by this person in my life, mm-hmm. which is something I didn't even talk about in the series because it's still, and I still haven't talked to it. It's very like, uh, that's something I still haven't worked through. But those are all things that are true with a sociopath. That's the thing. And that's why it was so hard for me in the moment because I was like, it wasn't even about Jake Paul. People, people, cause we kept saying, we're not saying he is. It was more people were like, Oh, you're, you're making it scary with the editing, with the music, with mm. this, with that. And my thing was, Oh, I was trying to make it entertaining. I thought you guys would be bored if it right. wasn't right. So if I stripped all that away, people were still kind of upset about her saying, you know, Oh, it, it makes you feel icky or it makes you feel gross, which I understand now. And so does she, we we're like, Oh yeah, maybe we were just being very casual talking about it. We talk for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, caught mouth. And... <laughs> but I mean, are these people defending Jake Paul or defending sociopathy? No. Yes. So it it became a thing where it was like, oh, you wouldn't talk about um, schizophrenia this way. You wouldn't talk about depression this way. You're bipolar this way. You're talking about this certain disorder, uh, which is called um, antisocial personality, personality disorder. disorder. Yeah. You're talking about this in a way that you would never talk about the other things, right? So... And I was very triggered by that and heated by that. And just, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, and I never said this, but I was like, so my whole life was ruled by these types of people and they ruined my life, whatever. And I know so many people who've been, their lives have been ruined. But now knowing it's like, oh, it is actually pretty interesting looking at it now. Like, oh, it is like a very, very real thing. Also something that's very hard to diagnose, which I found out. Um, and yeah, but she was reading out of the actual DSM, which right. is literally like whatever. It's just the editing and all that stuff that we kind of dra- dramatized it. To those people, and I don't want to run afoul of them, but I would say, well, by definition, the sociopath actually isn't hurt by <laughs> what you're I saying. Know. 
I know, which is what I said. They might be frustrated that they can't get what they want, but I mean, right. that's like the definite. They don't have. They don't right. have empathy. They, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess a sociopath does have feelings, but I think that they're. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're capable of self pity, right? They have cognitive empathy, or some people. Um, and there's like a spectrum, right? Like there's. Well, now it's all under the same category of antisocial personality, but there is the old school terms of the psychopath, the sociopath, mm-hmm. the narcissist, like all these things, you know, they're all kind of similar in ways, but there's like a spectrum. I think some people with it can like turn on that switch, their empathy switch, and they can actually understand why you're hurt and know how to react to make you feel better, mm-hmm. but they don't really care when it comes to themselves. I think they do, they, they do care because it's their, um, how people view them maybe. Mm-hmm. And also just like they've kind of created this person that they, this personality that they live inside of. And they kind of like, if you're taking a crack at that, it's like, well, no, fuck you. Like I, I work hard to be a nice person. It's harder for me to be a nice person because I'm a sociopath. It's so the more sociopaths I've kind of talked to and learned about so many in my real life that think they have that, um, which has been interesting. And just like being like, Oh, this isn't something I need to be afraid of anymore. I was afraid of it because of my childhood. Now it's like, oh no, this is just like anybody else who has some type of issue. And like, who am I to walk in here and be like, fucking sociopath? Like, who am, who was I to email you that and be like, this is a person a sociopath? It's just like, I don't know. I would never do that now just because of everything I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish I was a sociopath more, uh, especially when these controversies happen. And I literally am like, I wish... I wish I could not care completely about this or mm. get that pit in my stomach or that. Cause I know that I don't think they get that. I think they see everything as kind of somebody that was giving me advice recently who kind of has that was like, you just need to use this to your advantage. You need to capitalize. You're trending right now, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I can't go there. Mm-hmm. I'm literally trying not to go throw up uh, over my toilet right now. So I can't even think about turning it into something that could help. Right. Me. I can't. Right. I'm the yeah. opposite of that. No, I know. I also sometimes think, imagine if I really just could go through life viewing it as kind of a chess game, because ultimately we're all going to (laughs) die. So why am I so invested in every little thing? But it's just kind of how I am. Yeah. I I think it's how most people are. But, but, but if you were, if you are a sociopath, it does free up a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that holds the rest of us back. You can, you know, rise to the highest levels of public office and whatnot yeah i mean yeah i think it's yeah the narcissism one is really interesting to me so i'm trying to find a balance because i don't want to trigger people but it's like i am so fascinated by personality disorders but i want to find a balance where it's not like i'm exploiting it or i'm like talking shit about it but it is so fascinating to me how many people have things like that that we all know that might explain like the way I think about it, and I was giving advice to somebody who's dealing with issues with their mom, and the issues with her mom was like very textbook, like narcissistic uh, mother type of thing, mm-hmm. right? And when they were explaining all of it, I was like, stop caring. Like, she doesn't care about it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. She's just controlling her child, who is like her property kind of, and she probably has a little bit of this narcissism thing, and you literally are wasting your energy. And that helped. And it was like, oh. And with people in my life, I feel the same way. I don't I don't really reply to their text anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't as fast. 
it's like I don't I don't want to have my energy drained anymore. And they really don't care. Right. You know, if they have a little bit of that in them. And it's fine. Um, if you needed to walk away from them quick. Oh, my God. This is the worst segue ever. So <laughs> I'm just going to pretend I didn't say that because that didn't work. It was supposed to be a funny bad segue, but it was just a like pretty disappointing segue blame your uh, producer just uh, it was my idea tony yeah. thanks a lot for that terrible I, I, idea I, I i'm gonna thought, go my know, own direction uh, like i initially planned on and just and just say that i want to tell you guys about rothy's shoes have you heard about this company making stylish shoes for women and girls out of recycled plastic water bottles they're insanely comfortable and machine washable um and i've said this before but but when i heard that they were made out of recycled water bottles like to me that doesn't sound like a comfortable shoe and yet rothy's and i used to i used to like pass them around the table to illustrate this point it's like the it, there's really soft fabric is what it feels like it's amazing how they've done this and they're super stylish they're stylish and versatile they come in a huge range of colors and patterns and they keep coming out with new colors and patterns and they're available in four different silhouettes um our dog walker kathleen had super cute shoes on one day and i and i recognized them and i said are those rothy's and she said yes they are they're the only shoes i can wear um like all the time that don't give me blisters and that is a ringing endorsement, I think, from someone who is on her feet all the time. And also, Meghan Markle wore them uh, on an, and so, some important Meghan Markle type thing she was doing. And they were flying off the shelves ever since. So, look, I endorse them. Dog Walker endorses them. Meghan Markle. Mm. Playful designs add fun pops of color to every outfit while still looking polished and professional. Discover why BuzzFeed calls them their forever shoes. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use the code Allison to get free shipping with no minimum. Free shipping and free returns or exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. Trust me, you won't want to return them. Go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter Allison to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. Once you try shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, you're never going to wear anything else. Head to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and claim this offer with code Allison. Okay, Shane Dawson. Um, you have you've mentioned that there's people in your life growing up who you think might have been sociopaths, mm-hmm. but you're being real vague, and so I don't want to push you if you don't want to be pushed. Mm-hmm. Do, do you uh, who? Uh, so many people. I think so. I don't know though. I feel like it's. Uh, okay. So you know how I said I was like a magnet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think because I'm whatever the opposite of, like the yin, the yang, whatever. I'm like the an empath, which is uh, just as bad, right? In a way, because I overly care about everything. And I get sick to my stomach about everything. And I overly want to make everybody feel good. And I overly empathize with everybody. It's like a problem. Mm-hmm. I need to work on. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of an ongoing thing in my life in my you know um family not my super immediate family but like just me kind of becoming like the go-to person for maybe a sociopath or somebody with that disorder to kind of cling on to Mm -hmm. to kind of drain um and maybe use as like a middleman or maybe use whatever and that kind of also went into friendships and then you know elementary middle school high school like it was very much Mm -hmm. like i was like feeling really bad about myself while also helping this person 
all the time and also kind of getting treated like shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm still being vague because I need to sit down with a few of these people and talk, talk to them about Because I need to refigure out what my relationship with them is, mm-hmm. if there is one. I don't really see these people that much. But um, and maybe just the closure of like, yeah, they they didn't care completely about my feelings. And that's why they were um, not nice to me or kind of abusive or kind of whatever. Maybe they just didn't know how much it was hurting i don't know mm-hmm. i still haven't really figured it out honestly mm-hmm. but i i try to like i feel like maybe sociopathy is like the it's like an excuse for me to be like oh well that's just what it was so okay maybe i can move on if i just know but actually maybe that would make it worse i don't really know i have that desire too sometimes that thing of like when something weird that i can't understand mm-hmm. happens like wanting to f- wanting to be able to diagnose it and mm-hmm. understand it and then just i can move on like yeah. once I, I i get it you know um yeah and i i think i've probably told you this story before that i i dated i went on two dates like accidental dates with a white pride guy and i didn't or like a neo-nazi or i don't know what Whoa. he was um, and it was very confusing to me because my last name is Rosen. So why was he interested in me? Um, and I, like, I really didn't know a lot about that world, but he had, you know, he had tattoos that I didn't see until like that, like pretty, like many hours into our, fr- I was in a band at the time we were playing a daytime show. I was drunk. He was a guitar tech. We, he was flirting with me. He was cute. We kind of hit it off and he asked if I wanted to continue hanging out after the show. And I did. Um, so that's how that happened. Mm-hmm. So then like that night I was like, Oh, what are your tattoos? And I didn't, instantly recognized them as hate symbols oh. um and he had a celtic cross and he's like you know he said something about it just being like pride in his celtic heritage which is they all these things that like once you delve into that world it's like oh these are all these all mean something but right. to me i was just like oh um and then the second time we went on a date he was much less friendly because i w- i got lost going there mm. and so i was a little bit late and i feel like Normally on a second date when you're still putting your best foot forward, it would be like, oh, I'm so glad you made it. But instead he was like angry at me that I had was late and had gotten lost. And um, he had a big Confederate flag and he asked me to put, he said to like choose some music from all the MP3s that were on his computer. And there was like a lot of stuff like Blue Eyed Devils and The Fatherland and stuff where I'm just like, these titles seem like what's, what is going on? And then he had AK 47s and yeah, I mean, it's just like, I'm, there's so, there's so much more to the story. Um, but afterwards I spent so much time going down this rabbit hole on the internet, trying to figure out like, what was that? What was he? And my friends were kind of worried about me. I mean, like it was really obsessive. Like I, I, I was not going out. I was just sitting in front of the computer, like going to this like really awful websites and those, and those websites like get shut down really fast too. Um, but just trying to like, like gorge on information about this so that I, I mean, I think I told myself it's so that I don't like make that mistake again, but really it was that I was trying to figure out what was he. And again, my friends are like, what's to figure out? Like, yeah, you know what he, and I, you know, and I had a couple conversations with him afterwards and, um, after that. And, and he said that he like, quote unquote, 
ran with some skins in Northern California, but like he was making it out like he wasn't one of them. And I, and I said, well, did you sig Heil? And he's like, well, I mean, I raised my arm. But <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, this was a long time ago. He ended up going to Iraq. Um, I don't know where he is now, but I thought that was interesting, Whoa. interesting where he ended up going, but, um, like enlisting and going to Iraq, but because this was back then, um, Anyway, though, all of this is to say that what I really wanted was to stumble across something on the internet that's like, that guy you went on two dates with, here's four paragraphs that explains the whole thing. Mm. Um, so I understand want, like wishing you could diagnose someone or some situation to understand it better. Yeah. Yeah. It makes everything feel like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe I... Well, because I think the gaslighting thing is a huge one where it's like, you know, they know how to do that pretty easy where they make you feel crazy. You're you're too this, you're too that, you're too emotional, you're too whatever. It's like, but then when you really step back and you're like, wait a minute, this person specifically is the only person I have this with where Mm -hmm. I'm always questioning everything they're saying and I'm always affected. And every time I leave their place or whatever, I'm, I'm sad and my stomach hurts and I feel like I just got off, um, like a, like I just got out of a long day in the sun. Like my head feels kind of weird and yeah. I'm so tired. And I'm like, oh. And also they left me wondering about everybody else in my life. Mm-hmm. And like, I shouldn't trust anyone. And, and so it's like that. But I think it is interesting though because I think I, I'm kind of learning how to like have relationships with all types of people. But especially like people like that where it's like, oh, if I see that happening – I can put them in a place in my head where I'm not going to give them too much mm-hmm. of my energy. I'm going to be more chill around them. I'm not going to like feed into the drama of it all. I'm just going to be like, eh, whatever. Have you read a book or heard of a book called Emotional Blackmail? No. It's by a woman named Susan Forward. And she she may have also written Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Or maybe she didn't. But she refers to the, I think, that feeling you're describing as the fog. Mm. Um, and it stands for fear, obligation, and guilt. And, like, these people pump that into the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is... I recommend that book. Mm. And it's not It's not just about sociopaths. It's about... I mean, a, a lot of people use emotional blackmail. Mm-hmm. Um, but... That helped me identify when that's happening a lot because mm. I am very susceptible to this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. or at least I was. I probably still am. I like to think I, I'm less than I was before, but um, but you know what I love? Uh-oh. <laughs> I love third love bras. Uh-oh. Tony, I didn't choose the segue that you had recommended before. Yeah, this was so much I've, more natural. Yeah, man. I know. I really think you need to rein in the, the, seg- the terrible segues that never, you never listen can't to stop suggesting. Uh, have you guys heard of Third Love Bras? No. I have. <laughs> <laughs> There's... <laughs> <laughs> I like how you both gave me the answer that you thought I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have, of course, because I suggested when you should. Oh, that's have done right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, uh, they're amazing, super comfortable, super well-made bras, and they have more than seventy sizes, including their signature half-cup sizes, because most women uh, are wearing the wrong size bra. <gasps> oh, I've heard of this. Okay, yes. So they've like revolutionized the industry because they're like. Whatever you need, we have the size for you. Um, and you can find your fit with Third Love's online fit finder. You can order and try on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. No more 
I never did this, but my mom was always like, you need to get, you know, professionally fitted, mm. which to me means like going somewhere and, and having and in my mind, it's always like it's an older lady who's just getting very up close and personal with your breasts. Mm. My mom's like, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. I didn't need to, mom, because third love is here and they have a fit finder quiz. You just answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. And the quiz is actually pretty fun. It's very picture based. So you're like, it's like, do your boobs look like this or like this or like this or like this? It's super fun. And breast shape matters when finding a good fit. And they have a 100% fit guarantee. Uh, and also, they don't have tags affixed to the straps or the, the back, which I love because I find a tag to be very annoying and itchy. So you don't have to deal with that. Super thin memory foam cups mold to your shape. Uh, and they have... Uh, incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable cotton bras as well. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Allison now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Allison for 15% off today. All right. Um, so who are the people... Well, it sounds like there's maybe a few different people, but in your mind, who are the people that are like going through, uh, that are trying to create controversy for you? Or do you think they're genuinely, it's people who are genuinely offended by things you've said in the past? Uh, I don't think it's people who are offended because I don't think they would search for it. Mm -hmm. Because some of the things that always come out are always very like, how did you find that? I'm scrubbing another soda. Um, I think, I don't know. I've been trying to wrap my brain around it and come up with a new uh, mental way to handle it. I'm switching it up Diet Rubio this time. How many sodas and... are in your bag? <laughs> but the funny thing is I literally have, the only thing I have in my bag is sodas, a phone charger, and then uh, my engagement. <laughs> my engagement rings because we're going to go get them uh, resized after this. <laughs> so that's like all I have in my bag. It's been a week. Um, <laughs> a weird week. So, sorry, ASMR. Um, <laughs> just thinking here, the fizz. What was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it's people who uh, are bored or just are, you know, want to have some fun and they think it's like trolling. And um, then I think the bandwagon thing happens and then, you know, it becomes a thing. I think I need to refigure out my mental state for when it happens next time because, um, yeah, it's like I've already have apologized so much <laughs> for so many things um, that like there's only so many times I can say how disconnected I am from that person that I was and how I feel like I've very much been putting things out into the world that are actually uh, meaning something. Mm-hmm. And like if you were to cancel me or whatever the term is, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like like really uh, do you want that because i'll go like i can totally go i hate being on camera i would love to just like go move to be and be on a farm with a bunch of like pigs that would be everything um but like i like who else is gonna you know do this kind of stuff mm-hmm. i don't know and i i feel like they tried to cancel me a year ago i say they because i don't know who but it's like but then if that would happen the internet wouldn't have gotten TanaCon or the mind of Jake Paul or all these things that like not to listen. I never get myself compliments, but I do think that that changed the game mm-hmm. because I've been working with, you know, my creative partner, Andrew, who I met in the last couple of years and we work together. We film together. We edit together. I kind of found my partner 
creatively. Mm -hmm. And I think we did change the game. Nobody was posting shit that was longer than 10 minutes. Nobody was doing document. Nobody was doing this. We posted two two hour videos back to back. It's really giving a lot. It's, it's, it's giving a lot of credit to the audience in trusting that yeah. they will sit down and watch a you know two hour documentary which yeah. your view numbers show that they really will yeah and it's not rewatch i don't think anybody's rewatching a two fucking two hour long thing so it's like there's a people out there who want this shit and it's like clearly even the people who are trying to cancel me want it because they're so fucking watching mm-hmm. so it's just like i get the excitement of canceling somebody and i get that i have so much material to fucking cancel me for from the past i totally get it and every year it's going to be maybe every six months I'll get canceled again and again and again. <laughs> um, and ne- next time it happens, and I'm already preparing myself. I know it's going to happen. I always know. I always know the day before. I get a gut feeling. Oh, that's so weird. The last time it happened, I was filming a video with a YouTuber named Trish, or one of my really good friends, and we were doing a mukbang where we were eating and talking. And I literally oh, is it bong? Said, I thought it was mukbang. I thought it was mukbang. <sighs> Because I've only ever seen it written. (laughs) I actually don't know the real one. I like mukbang. Mukbang, mukbang, mukbang. Yikes. I don't know. But we were mukbanging. And (laughs) um, I said, she was like, oh my God, people like like you right now. Like as a joke, because it's rare. And then at the time, and then I said, "Um, something bad will happen very soon where people won't like me. And then I'll have to figure out how to deal with it and like mentally deal with it. And then hopefully they'll like me again once I post something else. That's good. I don't know literally the next day the pedophile thing the next day um and you think that that was you having like having a sense of it as opposed to just you feel like that's going to happen to you all the time in that moment specifically i just knew Mm -hmm. i think i even said like i think it's really soon um because things were too good with this specific thing i knew this sorry go ahead oh no this happened this happens to all youtubers who are at your level though right no really Mm-mm. are you sure because i just no. figured this this bullshit just comes with the territory no it's actual so it's weird right because and i wonder this too i'm like okay why am i in the same category as this other youtuber guy who got caught sexting underage girls and admitted it right mm-hmm. crazy so now i'm being looped in with that like oh we have to cancel this guy and also Shane and this and like th- whatever. And I'm like, okay. The last time, same thing. It was like, oh, Shane's, you know, the pedophile thing. Oh, Shane. And then I don't even remember at the time, probably other actual pedophiles. And I'm, and I'm like, okay, I know for a fact in real life, I've never hurt anybody, never done anything wrong. I've never texted anybody anything weird. If anything ever comes out, it's fucking fake because I literally am too self-conscious and scared of people not liking me. I've literally never done anything wrong in my life. I'm too afraid of breaking the law, too afraid of hurting people's feelings. I'm way too fucking nice. That's Mm -hmm. my problem. So there's nothing that could ever come out like that. It's all shit I said in videos and on podcasts from the past that we're all in a comedy setting. I've never yelled a slur at somebody in anger ever ever i've never like done anything to hurt someone intentionally so they just kind of keep picking from the same you know, comedy mm-hmm. pile but i kind of get roped in with people who are doing things intentionally to hurt people it's like oh it's youtubers who say the n-word aggressively and get caught it's things like that or it's sexual assault mm-hmm. or youtubers who get caught s- stealing or, or doing something illegal and me I don't know of any other YouTuber who it gets crucified every six months for old jokes. I don't know. And it's weird because it's like a, I think it's because 
at the core of it, I think people do know that I'm nice and that I'm a good person and that I think they know that maybe. And it's more fun Mm. to tear me down, especially now that my videos are doing better or something. It's like, which I get because like when there's a popular person we talked about off the podcast, like Lena Dunham, right? Like Mm -hmm. she kind of became a thing that people were just like instinctually didn't like her for whatever reason. I think it's maybe the same thing with me where people are like, God damn, he's still around. Oh my God, it's been 10 years. Like, oh my God, like get rid of him. But I don't know. So, so yeah, it's not like a, I'd say me, PewDiePie. And then you have all the actual like rapists and actual What did PewDiePie do? His, so his controversies, I don't even fully know all of them because, you know, his are kind of similar, but, but not really. Well, Actually, maybe. I don't understand the gaming world. I guess when gamers are playing games, they get really aggressive and mm-hmm. say crazy things. And I guess that's like very normal from what I've heard. Uh-huh. And it's not like meant to be racist or meant to be offensive or homophobic or whatever. Um, so that was one of his where he said the N word. And he was like, he said it as in like a fuck, like I want to kill this person or this whatever. And then it came out. It was a thing. So I, I get why that's a thing. Just like I get why all my things become things. But um yeah, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, maybe it was a joke. I don't really know. Mm. I just, I don't, not, not for me to decide what, if that's offensive or not. But, um, but besides that, I don't, I can't really think of anybody else. When you're going through these situations, um, what's your boyfriend now fiance's reaction? Oh my God. Thank God for him. Cause he is very like, um, emotional when it matters but he also is very logical Mm -hmm. like my logic goes away like when something's stirring and i see that i'm trending and i know it's never for a good thing (laughs) it's it's i get this ptsd thing my stomach drops i get sick i get dizzy i lay down i start crying i start saying it's over it's over it's over i start looking up zillow i start looking to see where the farms are i like i go there Mm -hmm. fast and then he like brings me out of it and it's like it's fine you got this. You're a good person. He kind of reminds me of all the things I just said because mm-hmm. I forget those. That's so nice. Yeah. And that is something that has been a game changer. Um, and then he like, he doesn't get emotional about it. He doesn't cry about it. He He's like the person who's just like, fuck this. You know, you know who you are. If you want to put out an apology, do it. But you don't have to. I always do it because I want to. Um, and then he kind of helps me. He puts my phone down. He throws my phone. He's like, stop looking at it. Stop looking at it. It's not going to be good. Don't look at it. This time specifically was next level because I had been planning. That's another thing. People think I like uh, got engaged to like distract from the cat drama or whatever, which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I've been through so much worse. Like, wouldn't I have gotten engaged during the pedophile drama? I don't know. Something crazier. (laughs) But the the cat thing happened. And then, but I had been planning on proposing for like six months or Mm -hmm. something. I mean, we've talked about forever, but... Six months, I had all these ideas I kept falling through. But I knew I wanted to do it on our third anniversary. So his family comes into town. Like, all these things are kind of lining up. I'm so excited. I'm getting the ring, finally. Whatever. And then the cat thing happens the day before. The day Sorry, before. Sorry to laugh. It's just... Crazy, right? Yeah. And the universe was just like, ha-ha, fuck you. And then it happened. And then, of course, now... At this point, I know how it's going to work. I know the cycle now. I know that people are mad at me. They're going to be fine in a couple days. Maybe there'll be a second wind. And then in a week, I'll just stop posting videos for a while. And people will be like, 
wait, where'd Shane go? The internet's fucking boring now without Shane's crazy shit. And then I come back. But like, I have to propose tomorrow. So, (laughs) 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 and I have this pit in my stomach and I need to get out of it. So maybe it was two days. I don't know. It was one or two days before. Time goes away during those moments. And yeah, so I woke up the day of the proposal and I was like, I'm not going to look at my phone. Like, fuck it. And I did a couple times. And then did the proposal. Best night ever. Best moment of my life. And like, it was so funny too. Like, it sounds stupid. But the day before that, I was number one trending for all the wrong reasons. Um, And it was awful. And I wanted to disappear. Ghost. And then the next day when I proposed and I finally was like, I'm not going to give power to that. This is my life. It doesn't matter. It's just the internet. Who cares? Twitter. This is my real life. I'm proposing. Whatever, whatever. And then we were both so excited that it wasn't even a thought. I w- we, you know, we took pictures afterward and we were sitting with his family at dinner and we were all so excited telling our friends and family and texting. And then I looked at the pictures and I was like, I want to post these. And it wasn't even a thought of like, oh, this is going to distract it. But there was a thought of, oh, people might think that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. They've been around. A lot of these people have been with me for 10 years. This is such a huge moment. I'm so excited. Fuck off. I don't care. Posted the engagement thing. Um, and then like a few minutes later, I look and the number one trending was Ryland, his name. And like, you know, the next thing under that was like International Day of Happiness or something. And it was just this weird moment of like the universe being like, this is what matters. Not mm-hmm. the trending thing, but like Ryland's what matters. Your happiness is what matters. This shit doesn't like literally don't give energy to it. So mm-hmm. since then I've been better. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. How did you guys meet? We met on Bumble, but we knew of each other because I would do videos with a company he worked at. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of be in the building once in a while. Um, and is he, he's also, what is he best known for? Mm. So he was on a channel called clever for doing news like celebrity news and mm-hmm. gossip or whatever and um now he you know does youtube and he's doing that but he does want to get back into like you know he really wants to be on a talk show that's like his dream like mm-hmm. to be on the view but <laughs> maybe not the view because he's a man um but it was weird that was a situation where i knew i was going to marry him before i met him and i saw him in a vlog one of the company's vlogs and i it was weird it was like a thing where i was just like oh that's a person i'm gonna marry and it was like a weird thing i was dating somebody else at the time mm-hmm. i never told anybody about it and then we randomly like on bumble and i was like oh oh that's kind of funny and now we're engaged so three years later so yeah it was crazy what was it that you were responding to in the vlog uh, n- nothing it was just an instinct thing it wasn't like i was like oh fuck like, oh, what? he was like he was just eating a waffle with a bunch of people. <laughs> Multiple waffles. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a bunch of people sharing one waffle. No. They all got a waffle. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was like a weird, like psychic-y weird moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Do you know when you're going to get married? Or n- where? Or any of that stuff? No. I mean, we talked about it. We've been talking about it for like two years. Cause just because you know. You know. You just know. So it's like, it was the same thing. We just knew pretty, right. pretty fast. Um but yeah, I, we want to do like something really fun because weddings are awful. Mm-hmm. And I've been to, I'd say maybe 15. It was been, and all of them were like, <laughs> like nobody's excited to go. Um, it's always like draining. I was like, what if we did a carnival? 
I love carnivals more than anything. I love the rides. I love the deep fried food. I love the crazy stuff. And I haven't been to a carnival in a long time just because like there's a lot of kids and I feel self-conscious and I look fat, so I don't want to go. And I was like, what if we fucking have a fucking carnival? Like, we'll have a little ceremony with family and stuff. But then, like, everybody can come. We have performances. Like, I want to, like, really go in and make something fun and crazy and, like, all that shit. Um, So we've been kind of talking about that. And that's not even, like, a video. That's just for Mm -hmm. real life. I don't know how much that's going to be or if I have to find somebody to pay for it. I don't know. But that's kind of That's a fun idea. Yeah. Um, I know that you are close with Kathy Griffin. Mm -hmm. Do you have you talked with her when you're in these cycles of scandals? She's always the first person to text me always. And she's always like, she kind of says the same thing, which always does help. But it's just like, you know what she always, what she's always told me, which is like, you got this, you know, you're a good person. People loved you back then because you were doing what you were doing. And like, you can't erase it. And you just like, just you have to just keep going and like people who don't like you are always going to not like you stop trying to make everybody like you and just keep going and it's true it's like i don't like somebody have offended or whatever like they're not gonna ever like me and i don't think a lot of it is them being offended it's them being sick of hearing my name Mm -hmm. i get it it's like i know i've been on youtube for way too fucking long i'm sorry (laughs) i think that's the for me that is the danger of looking at message boards or looking at comments or reading the negative stuff is that then when i'm creating the next thing it's their voice in my head as opposed to all the people that i know are on my side and it's like they're the ones you should be appealing to instead of trying so hard to not step into it i mean we do we do different things but it's a similar thing oh yeah i'm never doing that i'm never that was the worst situation during the Jake Paul thing. I was in real time, like getting the backlash, dealing with that, refilming things, mm-hmm. completely oh, refilming things, um, re-editing everything. Like it was awful. We did, I didn't sleep. We didn't sleep for a month. Like we were uploading in real time, like staying up all night beforehand, like because people were so offended by part two. Um, but then it's so funny. Then you look at the actual video and it doesn't have that many dislikes and it has a lot of views and a lot of good comments. I'm like, Oh, I was listening to maybe a a smaller percentage of people who were offended and I'm happy I made it right. But also I'm never doing that again that way. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to make something and then post it. And if it pisses people off, I'll deal with it. But I'm never going to like in the moment, like let that affect me anymore. Cause Holy shit, that was bad. Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, so with the documentary series, you and Andrew edit them. Yeah, so he's my camera guy, but he talks, you know, he's Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. And then we, uh, it's always different. We kind of split it up or, you know, he'll take, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty split. So you're sitting there like editing frame by frame. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. That's the part I like the most. I don't like filming. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I'm just so self-conscious and holding my chin up and trying not to look fat the whole time. (laughs) But the editing is my fate. I love putting the music. I love cutting things down. I love creating stories out of things. I love like all of it, Mm -hmm. all of it. The marketing of it, making it exciting, like a movie, making a trailer, editing a trailer. Oh my God. And is it like going into, because I think in an email you had referred to it this way at one point, like, do you like go into an editing hole basically? bad. Yeah. Which I need to figure out now that I'm engaged. Now that I'm like, okay, I'm 30. I need to figure this out. Because it's like a, I don't sleep. I don't shower. I'm like crazy. I'm like, you know, 
spirally all the time because I'm in just a zone. It's really crazy. So, And I'm about to go into that mode Monday editing something. And I'm like, uh-oh, what do I do? Yeah, I was wondering what your next project is going to be. So we've been filming. It's the first time I've filmed something for more than like a week. It's actually we're still going to be filming it until November in chunks. But I'm doing um, a thing with Jeffree Star where... I'm, you know, learning about the makeup industry, you know, making a product with him being really a part of it. And it's been probably the most energy I've ever put into a thing. Like it's a lot and it's like every day and we've been filming every day and like getting on planes and going to different places and a private plane, which I've never been on. And I wanted to die. It was horrifying. Really? Because my dream, that's one of my dreams. Yeah, I know. And I'm I'm like, I'm aware. Yeah. Five a day. I know it's not good, but it just seems like. I'm going to be careful with what I say. <laughs> and the death is instant. It's like... Yeah. So, I mean, you were like in the lap of luxury at the end. I'm not saying... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the way that people treat plane crashes is crazy. Like I was watching... I watch a lot of clips of them because I'm, you know, just trying to... I don't, I don't know why I do that because I'm already afraid. But I watched one and it was a news clip and it was like a private plane filled with real estate agents crashed into a parking lot at like Gelson's or something. And the cops were there and they did a press conference and they were just like... Oh, it's such a miracle that, you know, that nobody uh, in the store, the parking lot died. It's such a miracle. And I'm like, there's five dead real estate agents right there. (laughs) Like, and what? But it's people have this thing where it's like, well, you fly in a private plane. You know, what's you know, what's coming. Yeah. You know, it's a risk. It's like, ooh, why is that fun? Right. The pilot was like, I literally and it's on camera. I, I was asking him like, you know, it's a myth, right? That these crash a lot. And he's like this older guy. And he's like, oh, no. I'm like, well, but you, oh, but like, no. but like you, you don't get scared. Like, it's like, it's not going to crash, but I don't, you never know. Uh, oh, jeez. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so that made me, you know, it was bad. Anxiety was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your next project. Um, Dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Jeffree yeah. Star thing. Uh-huh. Um, do, so is, are you working with YouTube on these no. or? So you, it's just, you just upload it like I would if I were uploading something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's interesting because I look at them and I'm like, this could, you know, they could be on any channel or streaming network or anything, but like what would, I guess, is is there even a benefit for you? Money. If you were, yeah. Because I don't really make, my YouTube money isn't great because uh, my name is Shane Dawson, so it's, so not, you know. People think, oh, controversial. So I don't really get good ads, really. Really? See, that's um, interesting because I was thinking the sponsors you have are reaching more people mm, than the most popular television show. They don't think that way. Which is so frustrating because I'm like, hey, guys, like, it's two hours. It's like a movie. Can you imagine, like, like it going to a movie theater and, you know, having a bunch of, like, can you imagine people are already sitting there and they're invested and there's an ad. So they're going to be even more invested to watch the ad to get through it to see the rest, like, this, is, this should mm-hmm. be good ads and no it doesn't really work like that so it's like i think if i did try to go to netflix or one of these places like i'd make more money but then it wouldn't be as fun i wouldn't have as much control probably mm-hmm. i'd have more people it's literally me and andrew that's it right so it's like i don't know if i could have like a bunch of people in the room like being like wait you should do this yeah yeah so typically like for the uh jake paul one how many days of shooting that we shot for two days which was nothing I know. Uh, wait, wait, are you serious? Because we had to reshoot, 
let me reformat that. We shot for maybe in total five days, but they were wow. spread out because I had to reshoot things because people were mad. So then we reshot a whole interview or a whole thing. And then we, people were like, well, how come you're not talking to his ex-girlfriend because she was abused. So then we like went to the ex-girlfriend's house and, you know, filmed for seven hours mm-hmm. and then had to edit that and post it two days later. Like it's like, it's, I don't know how it, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I guess just the weird zone I get in mm-hmm. and he gets in. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess a lot of the footage is clips and stuff. That you, but that must take forever. Hundred, oh my! That must take forever God. to go through all that stuff. Oh yeah, and you're trying to craft stories out of things that might not be interesting because you want to keep people interested. So it's like, oh, you know, I'm gonna if I can find a million clips of this one thing to add in, and it's just yeah, it's crazy. Let's take some questions that uh, listeners sent in on Patreon. I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go. Uh, there's behind the scenes stuff. There's bonus material. There's extra or bonus episodes. Um, sometimes I do live streams. And uh, one of the perks is you get your questions in ahead of everyone else. However, I only posted these this call for questions on Patreon because I knew if I put it on Twitter, <laughs> I wouldn't want to look at my Twitter feed for a long time. <laughs> a lot of cat memes, <laughs> which are funny. There's some funny ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, we have a little jingle. When we ask, they send them in. They're wondering how you have been. So thanks so much for answering these questions from our fans. Okay, Amanda Scharfenberg says, so excited for this. Can he tell us how he proposed to Ryland? Oh, yeah. So, um, Okay. I had a lot of ideas that didn't work out <laughs> that he doesn't even know about, but I like had all these huge things planned. Um, first, we were going to go to, yeah, I planned a thing to Vegas and then Britney Spears is performing. So I was going to like try to figure something out with that. And then she canceled all her shows <laughs> like two days later. Then I had this thing where I was going to get this celebrity that he, that we both love and I was going to have her in my house. It's hard to explain, <laughs> but it was a thing. It didn't happen. Um, she just didn't write back. Well, mm. I don't know. She's busy. Then um, I knew I wanted to do it on the anniversary. So I was, and then I started thinking about his family and how much I wanted them to be there. Um, because they really, I know this sounds cheesy, but me and him being together really kind of bond his family in a, a bigger way. Oh, that's like, great. Yeah, like his sister, before me and him started dating, his sister was kind of on an island by herself. Literally, she was in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> wow. And it wasn't that close to her dad. And then the dad was like, everything was a little disjointed or whatever. And I don't know why, but something about, and Ryland was very different, very like, you know, serious and like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and him coming together, him being more emotional, more loving, more whatever, wanting to be. And then when he'd be with his family, they'd see that. And then this, you know, his sister kind of started being a YouTuber. And I was like inspiring her. She's so funny and actually funny. And I was like, you should just post something. And then all of that kind of molded together. And then she moved in with us and moved out to LA and like all these things. So I was like, I, I kind of, it would be weird not to have the family there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we went to a restaurant that was on the beach because I knew I wanted it to be on a beach. And then we were just like um, going to take a picture and then a bunch of everything went wrong leading up to it. We missed the sunset. Our (laughs) Uber was late. Um, The beach area didn't have a light on. It was nighttime, but there was (laughs) randomly a cliffside next to the restaurant that was all lit up that had waves crashing and a little bench. It was crazy. It was like 
I don't know. It was like a nice gift from the universe after, you know, all the cat uh, drama. <laughs> and I just did it. And I didn't even think I was so nervous and excited and whatever that I guess I did it wrong. I got on both knees. Oh, yeah. Which maybe my pants were too tight. I probably wouldn't have been able to do one knee. But <laughs> can you imagine getting down on one knee and your pants splitting? Yes. literally it would have happened um so i'm on both knees he's freezing so before i did that he was like you know doing his whole like oh i'm freezing thing and i'm like don't you fucking ruin this with your cold like don't don't fucking ruin this i'm like do you want my jacket and he's like no let's just go inside it's freezing oh he's already in a mood um but yeah i got down on both knees and then it was just like i don't really remember he his sister filmed it like we weren't gonna post it or anything Mm -hmm. she just wanted to film it so she has like the clip of it. I still haven't watched it. So did they all know? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I told. So that's right. So I told his mom and dad and grandma that day because I knew I had to wait because I knew they'd be like, you know, they'd maybe spill the beans. So I told them that day, which was really cute. And we we're all crying and stuff. And then his sister knew for a long time. The funny thing is I sent her a picture of a ring back in September. And like, what do you think about this one? I'm looking at rings, whatever. And she was, you know, freaking out or whatever. But then I didn't get the ring and then I didn't end up, you know, obviously explaining the proposal stuff. She didn't know I was going to do it now. Mm-hmm. So she goes, <laughs> when I actually did propose, she was like, oh, my God, I thought maybe you just changed your mind. Because, like, you <laughs> asked me what I thought of the ring and they just never talked about it again. <laughs> and it's been six months. It's like, oh. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, but, yeah, it was awesome. And, like, simple, which was not my plan. Mm-hmm. It just ended up going that way, which I think is better. And how was it determined that you would propose as opposed oh, to him proposing? Just, I mean, he, like, the amount of wedding dresses he's tried on, the amount <laughs> of, like, just the, the the role he kind of takes in the relationship is has always been the housewife, which is, I don't know, maybe sexist. I don't fucking know what's offensive anymore, really. But he's, like, kind of the woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So I always treat him very much like that. I'm always, like planning the dates and planning things and doing stuff like that so i think it was always just a known thing mm-hmm. yeah um and what are the i saw the picture of his ring but you have a ring as well mm. i have them right here i it was hard because there is like this thing not to like drag ring companies <laughs> that are all listening um i like some ring places or jewelry places were weird about when they would find out it was a guy oh and i was looking at girl rings and they'd be like um that's not like that's not how it works i'm like i don't i mean it's just a fucking ring and he yeah. he like wears like diamond gucci slides because he likes like sparkly things mm-hmm. why wouldn't he want a sparkly ring but i ended up settling on something a little more like basic and then i got one that was kind of for me and then uh when i put it on i think everybody at the table was like oh <laughs> Because I was like, well, I should have like a little sparkly something. Um, So here's mine. (laughs) And I think his, he loves his. Mine, I think I want to get like either a tattoo or something like gold Mm -hmm. or something like chill, like or like a brass thing. I don't fucking know. They have a lot of alternatives for men that are not, uh, not sparkly. Or not fancy. This is the one I got for myself, which is like just a plain thing. But then like there's like the three little thingies. Oh, in yeah. There. I like that. See, I, I, I don't think so. Oh, wait. That's the one that everyone at the table was like, I don't know. Yeah. 
because it doesn't feel like me at all. I just got the simplest one I could find that still had a little something on it. Right. And then I realized like, oh, no, this is just going to get ranch on it anyways. And I just don't. <laughs> like, and it looks it's like silver. And now I feel like Mr. T. I don't even know a reference to say. I just feel weird. Can I take a picture of it? I won't post it. Oh, yeah. No, put it on your finger. Oh, okay. <laughs> How do I post? Oh, no. Thank you. I won't post it until afterwards when we have a discussion where I say, can I possibly put this on Patreon? But you don't have to let me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't. I don't care. Yeah, do it. Thank you. Wait, can I post better than I think I was doing it like you were the FBI and I was like, this is where (laughs) it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe. Oh, that's good. This is a classic Shane Dawson face. Scared. Scared. I think it's good. About to trend. My fingers are too fat for a ring. I just need to get a tattoo. I <laughs> I stopped uh, wearing my wedding ring at the end of my pregnancy, which is like, and now that I'm a month out, I still haven't, I put it on when I'm going out, but the fact that it's no longer loose like it used to be just drives me nuts. And then I'm mm. like, it's making me too crazy. Mm. So wait, what's the other, you have oh, his ring too. Yeah, this is his that we have to get the resizing on. Oh, wow. I haven't actually seen it in like daylight like this. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that, that's, this one's really pretty. That's definitely not. And so, me. is that a tradition? Like, is that supposed? To, is that in their lady ring section or their men ring? This section? one, I don't know. I think this was like a. I think it was like just like the gay guy section. I think there is like a, <laughs> at T- Tiffany's was where they were just like, oh no, we get it. Right. The other places is where it was like, you know, some guy with glasses being like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> and they kept saying like. So like, oh, she's going to be so excited. I'm like, I already told you. It's a- yeah. I've already done this. Mm-hmm. Well, Tiffany's are really, they like only use really, really good diamonds, I think. And, and, they, all, and they also sell ping pong paddles, which she kept trying to upsell me on. And I just, I mean, I, I don't have a table. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I didn't know they sell ping pong paddles. Oh, they have a whole section of like cat bowls and like itchy blankets and <laughs> ping pong paddles. And um, I know they have yo-yos. Whoa. Oh, they did a long time ago. Okay. Maybe they don't anymore. Not sure why she didn't recommend. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Jones McCain says, oh my God, my fave. Ask him if he has any plans of doing a podcast of his own again. No. (laughs) (laughs) My nightmare. No. My God. No. I have nightmares about it just because that's where everything always ends up getting me in trouble. Never again. But. I do feel like I kind of am doing it on my channel now just by interviewing people in a different way. Uh, are there any exclusives or sneak peeks he can share about the upcoming Jeffree Star series? Uh, yeah, it's things have happened. Every time I get around him or we do something, things keep happening that we didn't expect. And it is crazy in a good way for drama, in a bad way for our lives. Um, something specifically is happening right now that he's not going to talk about publicly for a lot of reasons, but will be in the series and it's like actually insane and crazy and like i don't it's yeah it's insane it's like crazy so yeah sorry that didn't that was vague so that's the sneak peek that something in crane insane and crazy happens something insane crazy somebody for sure is going to jail somebody for oh. sure there's there's like oh yeah it's gonna be very very interesting to see how it even i don't even know how it's gonna end <laughs> we'll see well, see, now I'm hooked. You're good. <laughs> Lisa Murphy-Tate says, my 15-year-old daughter is in love with all things Shane. Did he ever expect his YouTube presence to go as far as it has? No, not on YouTube. I always just wanted to make movies or documentaries or 
horror movies really so i don't i always hoped that that would happen which i'm still kind of wanting to do mm-hmm. but i never thought i'd be on youtube this long um sarah ellis love shane um she wanted to know how you proposed to ryland and why you got down on both knees but we know that um <laughs> are we getting a series about his journey into beauty guru-ness mm-hmm. that's kind of what the next one is right mm-hmm. What other YouTubers is he talking to or wants to talk to about doing another series? Uh, does he have tea on Trisha and Jason currently? Is Ethma real? Whoa. Okay. Yes. There's somebody I'm going to work with in like, I think a month who um, sh- she's a YouTuber who's controversial, but not because she's a bad person, but because of things she's been through. Um, so I'm going to see her in a month. Um, but yeah, this person I really care about, so that'll be good. Um, and, oh, and then what was the other F? Does he have T on Trisha and Jason currently? Oh, (laughs) Uh, Trish and I don't, I kind of do, but also it changes every hour. Mm-hmm. So I'm just always here for her. She's I'll literally always have her back. So she's family to me. So with her, I like I hear what she's going through and stuff with him. I like I don't really he's always been nice to me. But yeah, they're just very dramatic as a couple, I guess. I mean, I'm sure that this person knows the T2. Yeah. Just go to the look at their thumbnails. I don't know. <laughs> it, so, you know. Is Ethma real? What's I don't that? know who that is. E T H M A E F Ethma. Are you, you're not familiar. No. I am not either. And then she said, hi, I like YouTubers too much. So this is a oh. YouTuber that oh. I don't know who that is. Hi, I like YouTubers too much? No. When she said, is is Ethma real? Hi, I like YouTubers too much. Oh. Meaning like commenting on her own knowledge of YouTubers. So Ethma oh. is some YouTuber. Okay. I don't, that's, I don't know. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Heather Hoyt says, yay, my daughter Sydney is obsessed and we've read all his books and love them. She wants to know how he and Jeffrey became friends and started making videos together. Um, Jeffrey, I, I knew about from MySpace days and he always really scared me um, because I I don't know. He's he's scary kind mm-hmm. of not really anymore. Back then he was. If you don't know who he is, Google it. There's a picture of him throwing up um, Fruit Loops, and he's covered in pink makeup. Did you do you even do you remember that era? He was Mm-mm. like MySpace, like he was MySpace. Okay. Um. So yeah, he. Uh, I met him through oh my podcast. He came on my podcast and he told a bunch of crazy stories, and we had to cut all of them. And um, <laughs> so why? <we're> today. <laughs> um, because they were all about like you know celebrities he's done crazy stuff with or like just crazy inside crazy shit because he like just, did he ask you to cut him or you felt like you had to cut him um oh he didn't never cares he's like oh, whatever i personally was like oh this will get you in trouble this could become him. a thing and yeah. people already he's controversial and i'm controversial but after that i think a year later we did a video together or something back when i was like collabing a lot and then we really hit it off and like i don't know he's really into like conspiracies he's really into like kind of dark stuff but he's also funny and he also is like really creative loves like being creative so we just kind of like hang out and have fun i'm not afraid of him like i was <laughs> it's so crazy to me that you're this controversial figure i know i really because you're really tony do you get a controversial vibe off shane no not <laughs> right at all. yeah it's very surprising i know 
I know. That's why, and I feel, and I want to apologize to everybody listening. I'm so sorry that this is such like a weird interview because I don't, I haven't done an interview for a while, but I know it's like, I don't, I don't know how I become this, how I became this thing where like when people hear my name, they get like mad and it makes me really sad. Like I, I, I mean, it just, I don't know. And so I'm, I'm still really fresh from the cat thing. I joke mm-hmm. about it, but it's still very fresh and like makes me feel very like sad thinking about how many people like probably if I look at my Twitter right now are like still being like, fuck that guy. Fuck but do you him. think any of them actually believe that you did something improper with your cat? I fucking hope not. Just f- logic. Like, listen, I don't know that much about like, I guess bestiality is a word, mm-hmm. but like that, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know missed. I know two guys went horse because that was a viral video. Um, I feel like we even watched it on this podcast once. Really? That- no, I don't think so because I <laughs> the only no I've seen the Vern Troyer sex tape. Okay, I, not I didn't choose. It was being played in a oh. room that I was in, and I was like, "This is too much for me." So, right. <clears throat> not that they're the same at all, but I tend to I tend to <laughs> quite sh- opposite. <laughs> I tend to shy away from that. So I would not have. I would have turned away if. Two guys, one horse. Is that what you said? It's like uh, I would have turned away from yeah, that. Yeah, they hold him up, and then the horse, and then that. Yeah, it's 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 insane, right? There's a documentary about it that's really dark. It's called Mister Hands, I think. It's about a whole community of people that do that. They all like die off one by one because, you know, internal injuries. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. Um, but I think it's like I don't I don't know. To me, the I, I think the reason it became like a running joke in like 2014 15 was i was uh, out of jokes mm-hmm. I, I, I think i had made the cat fucking jokes or dog fucking jokes and all this stuff my whole youtube life because i had this thing with my animals all the time like they hate me oh it's fine because i fuck them like all that stuff i don't know why um but i have okay i haven't listened to the episode in question so i don't know the story i only know the tweets but was it that you said that you came on your cat so the story was that i laid my cat down and so here's how, and I haven't really talked about this, but this is how my brain works, right? Because I listen to the clip and I hear what I'm doing. And I remember that moment. We had a guest on who uh, was being a little timid and was being a little reserved and who I was already kind of walking on eggshells with. Um, it was the guy from Mean Girls. He played like the, the gay guy from Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And I was like in this weird place because I didn't want to keep bringing up Mean Girls. <laughs> so it was like kind of a weird interview anyways. And I didn't know how, what to really talk about. Um and he made a joke about like cuddling too much with his dog because it's like, oh, I'm dating my dog or something mm-hmm. like that. And I started laughing. And then I uh, was just like, oh, oh, if, huh, the things I've done with my animals or something. And then my co-host was like, oh, don't say anything too crazy, which, of course, is like now I'm thinking, OK, what's the craziest thing? Right. And then it's like, oh, well, my cat. And then she's like, oh, you're not going to get arrested. And then I was like, OK, well, oh, I didn't penetrate. Like I, I knew what I was doing in that moment, mm-hmm. finding the joke or whatever the story and then it was like oh well no i i laid my cat down and i spread my cat's legs and then i humped my cat's stomach i think or like something like that i don't even know if i use the word hump maybe and then uh i came on her belly or whatever and then you know everybody's like oh my god ew oh my god why did you do that whatever and then and then i'm like yeah and like the the darkest part is i was 19 or something like insinuating i wasn't a kid or something Mm -hmm. and then we everybody laughed or whatever and then we moved on so i didn't say just kidding because that would ruin the story right but also like the logistics of it are crazy when you really think and i didn't want to put that in my tweet 
Because <laughs> like that's <laughs> Cause, just crazy. Because then it shows that you thought about but it. But like how you like if anybody has a cat, first of all, you're terrified to have a genital or a boob or anything near, near an animal claws, with yeah. claws or that has a temper. So there's that. But also just like that's so I don't know what I would get out of that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I fucked a many a couch. I fucked many weird things in my house. Um, but like a cat doesn't make sense to me. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Why would I want something looking at me that doesn't want that? That's so self-conscious. I would be just as self-conscious with my cat as I would with a person. Like I'm like, and at that, like, you know what I'm saying? That does, and then I think in that same podcast or in a different one, I made a joke about like, not a joke. I told a story about fucking a toaster. Not real. Mm-hmm. Just like things like that became like my thing. Like, well, what's the craziest thing I can say that I've done with a thing? For some reason, I just put my animals in this category of like, oh, it's so funny because like, clearly it's not a th- clearly it's so crazy mm-hmm. um, but no so yeah people were like oh well yeah well he said he did it and i'm like yeah i, I did say i did it i'm an idiot mm-hmm. i didn't do it because it's crazy <laughs> but now i'm like am i people think that's the thing i'm like do people think i'm fucking animals like is that real because then there's a clip of me like like pretending to like it sounds so gross pretending my dog's pussy like i hold my dog up and i'm like oh blah, blah. and i put my head near her crotch and i go like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> i clearly didn't make contact yeah and if i did make contact it was probably like my nose on her stomach or something mm-hmm. like in what world would i publicly on camera right lick a dog's janitor like that's even fucking crazier mm-hmm. these are all public things it's not like there's a video of me fucking a dog or a right because these are all in videos that's the thing that's confusing so no i'm not an animal fucker that- i don't that's why I'm wondering, like, does anyone really believe it or is it just a, a bandwagon thing? PewDiePie actually said it really in, in an interesting way that I didn't think about. He was like, you know, he made a video about it and he goes, if anybody's been watching Shane for a long time, like, you know, that he's been through a lot of like sexual secrets and like not knowing who he was or whatever. Like, I always took it as Shane was being overly sexual all the time and jokes and videos and stuff to hide behind that because the truth is something he didn't really want to talk about the you know bisexual all that stuff and yeah i think that literally is it Mm -hmm. because it's so disconnected um i didn't come on my cat just side notes everybody knows (laughs) never didn't never do cassie moore um hi allison hi shane i love you both shane congratulations on your engagement i'm so happy for you and ryland um i'm okay and then she's congr- she congratulates me and Daniel on the arrival of our new baby. And Shane, do you have a title for the new series yet? Um, no, because I don't know where it's going or like what's going to happen because we're filming it for the next like a while. Right. So who knows? Okay. What bad stuff could happen? <laughs> More controversy. <laughs> Alyssa Van Dyke says, if we're sitting here a year from now celebrating what a great year it's been for you, what are we celebrating? Um, if I am spending more time not working and focusing on Twitter, like I want to be more present. So if I'm tweeting less, that's good. Mm. Like I want to like not let Twitter and people's judgments and whatever, like ruin nights with, you know, Ryland or ruin Mm -hmm. when I'm out with friends. So that'll be, that's a success for me. Cause like, even right now I'm thinking like, Oh God, like I'm so afraid to get in my Uber and look at Twitter. And I wonder if people are mad at me right now. It's like, I, I don't want to do that anymore. Do you look at Twitter a lot? A hundred percent all day. Yeah. Cause I'm just on like panic mode all day, every day. 
mm-hmm. which is so stupid because there's nothing I can do. It's like it's like death. It's like it's just going to happen when it happens. A Twitter drama with me is just going to happen because it's all public information that's out there that they can go through all my old videos and see all the crazy shit. So it's like, I don't know. I don't. Need, it's not like I'm worried about like a real dark scandal coming out because I've never done anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, right. oh God, I hope they don't see that that sketch that is still up that has. 10 million views on it so they've seen it but like they, hopefully they don't remember it or something right. i don't fucking know right Ugh. jennifer would like to know what game show would he want to be on past or present Ooh, oh <sighs> big brother but i'll never do it because there's too many angles but i love <laughs> big brother but i would get destroyed people would be so fucking mean to me and i would believe everything and that would end very badly but it would be fun Jennifer also would like to know, will he be doing Allison's makeup for events? I would like to know as well. <laughs> Ooh, that is weird because I have been looking at your makeup. Oh, it's I've, I have very, not very minimal, much yeah, today. Yeah, Because now that I know about makeup, I see everything when it comes to makeup, which is a nice distraction from looking at people's bodies to compare to my own. <laughs> now I'm looking at people's makeup. Yeah. So it's a step up. Um, but yeah, makeup is really fun. It's really interesting. Do you like have fun with it? Or is it more like I have to do this because I might have to. I have fun with it when I have to do it for something Mm. like on, I use, it it used to be that I never left the house without makeup Mm -hmm. um, when I was younger. Like, and it was always, and I don't, I've never really worn a lot of foundation. So it wasn't full face makeup, but with, you know, eyeshadow, eyeliner, mascara, all of that. Mm. Um, Like I would, I would, I couldn't imagine leaving the house without it. And then at a certain point, I pretty much stopped wearing it unless I was going to an event or going to be on camera or knew my photo was going to be taken or something like that. Um, But I would always like if I went away on vacation, I would always bring it with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last time I went away, I didn't even, I don't even think I brought eyeliner. I'm like, this is just not going to be happening. So, um, yeah, so I find that I I don't like to wear it if I don't have to, but like if it, if I do have to put on makeup for something, then it is I I get into like a it's almost like a a trance like state putting it. It's like painting. Mm, yeah. So it's kind of pleasurable. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's like fun. Like I get it now. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it before. Like I remember when I was dating Lisa, I think she's been on your show. Oh yeah. Uh she's been on she's been on tw- a couple twice. Yeah. I think twice, yeah. And I would always get so mad because, like, she takes so long to get ready. And I'd be like, are you ready? And she's just like, I'm, my makeup, I'm doing my makeup. And I'm like, how long does it take to fucking just paint roll that shit on and fucking <laughs> slap on some yeah. lipstick and let's go? And then uh, now that I know, like, oh, no, it's kind of, yeah, you, like, kind of forget what time it is. Right. Shit just, like, flies by. And I do it every night at, like, 2 a.m. I'll, like, try to do my makeup and I'll, like, copy it or I'll, you know, look at a video and try to follow it or do my own thing. And then I just wipe it right off. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like a creative. It's like making slime, which is something else I like to do when I'm stressed. <laughs> I love the slime. next question is about slime. Yeah. That's crazy. Scott Marquez is, in case there is still time to submit questions. Hi, Shane. Thanks for introducing me to Allison's show. How special. Mm. He came to me through you. Also, congrats on the engagement. My question, what made you get so obsessed with making slime? What's your favorite type to make? And that is our last question. Um, anxiety. Slime is so like, I don't know, like just the the making something from nothing and then like mixing it up and then it becomes this goopy thing. And then the more you work with it, the better it gets. And then it just becomes like this like fun thing to constantly squeeze and wrap around your fingers and like whatever. It's very like therapeutic, I guess. And you can kind of do anything. 
I I never it's so weird. I never thought I would get into slime and makeup. This really must be like either a breakdown that's lasted a year <laughs> or like a cool new world for me. I don't know. But I love it. Um but yeah. I don't know. But it's not like I'm, I'm I don't like get off on it. It's not like when people like put their fingers in it and they're like and they're like, "Ooh, I love that." No. I just like squishing it. Mm-hmm. And what's your favorite type to make? <sighs> God, I'm so sorry, guys. I feel like cut to like an episode of me and you from like three years ago and I'm just telling the craziest stories and cut to now. I'm just like, okay. Um, <laughs> let me think. I love orange creamsicle. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I The only thing bad about slime is it gets everywhere. And then like if you have hot hands, you can't do it. And then it gets everywhere. So then like Ryland, I'll be like so proud of this slime I made. And I'm like, look, I made this slime. It looks so fucking good. Look at this shit. You see this at Michael's like, oh my God, whatever. And then it melts in his hand. And then he's just like, ew, it's fucking gross. It's everywhere. And it's like, what is this? And I'm just like, oh God, it's what, your hands. What is it actually? Like what's in slime? It's glue and laundry detergent and, and fragrances and colors and beads. <laughs> I need to figure out. Okay. Okay. Wait, help me for a second. What do I do? How do I um, stay interesting and also not talk about slime? <laughs> and also, like, what do I do? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like I've already run through all my stories of my life. You, are you, I feel like you're molesting. talking about more than just this podcast. You're talking about, like, in general, what direction do you go? Or yeah. do you mean this podcast? This podcast or, like, when I'm at, like, a meeting. I don't really leave my house. But when I leave my house um, and I have, like, a meeting, which is rare. Like, how do I not start the meeting by saying something really fucking crazy? Yeah. I've been better at that, but sometimes it's hard when I'm nervous. It's tough that I feel like I have not cracked the the meeting thing. The like how because because really when you go into a meeting like you're supposed to be splashy and have a story yeah. and da da da. Oh yeah. So I don't. I I wish I had advice, but I do think just be yourself because I feel like that's what you're being right now, and I feel like it's working. Really, I feel mm-hmm. like it's so not working. I feel like it's slime in a hot hand, and it's just melted all over the table. And it's no, like, you're gonna. I'm gonna leave, and you guys are gonna be like, God damn, there's slime everywhere. No, 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 no. And we have no, to start because over. you're being like a real person with real emotions and talking about how something affected you, and I think that that is what people want. Oh, okay. There's only so far that like a crazy sexual story can go. And I mean, like, it's interesting to hear that, but I don't, I I don't know. I, that's like a car wreck. Mm. Like everyone turning and looking at that versus like relating to an actual human being. Whoa. Whoa. That explains a lot. That's literally the first five years of my YouTube. Mm -hmm. Well, a car wreck, but then like you, there, there was always like a message or a moral in there. So it's like a car wreck, but then you see that the person like didn't die, but their life has changed. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. It's like an inspiration. A transformative at the, at the car wreck. The car wreck. Yeah. Which, by the way, do not watch compilations of Uber dashboard car wrecks. Holy shit! Sorry, side note. I don't think I will. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, and now I have to get an Uber. <laughs> it's, just, it's like because they have to film everything. So then when there's a car crash, it's filming, and then they post yeah. it. It's crazy. Car crashes are crazy. They're so scary. Okay, sorry. We were just on my panel show talking about dashboard cams. Yeah. And like a couple people have the, like sort of want to get them just to be, just in case they get an accident and someone denies something or whatever. I mean, I guess it's smart. Oh, I'm talking about when it's flipped toward us. Like when the fucking camera is at the family on their way to Michigan for a fucking camping trip and they're happy. Oh, so it's like a GoPro kind of thing. And then it's like... And then it's just like, 
oh my god it's yeah. awful i haven't I, seen any really dark ones because i only watch ones on youtube i don't leave youtube for that anyway oh god i didn't even think about the fact that of course there's places to go for much worse stuff oh yeah and i've been there and i go there but <laughs> not for car crashes and i don't really go there anymore but i used to be really into morbid scary stuff but car crashes no that's too scary oh someone wanted to know now i'm sorry i'm sorry patreon person who wanted let's see if i can find real fast um one of the question askers wanted to know oh it was cassie moore are you interested in seeing jordan peele's new movie us oh yeah um yeah I mean, it's really like, he's really cool. I think because he did the comedy thing and then he went right into horror and mm-hmm. now he's doing that, which has always been my dream too. And his stuff is very like, there's always like all these cool, weird undertones. Like I haven't seen the new one yet, but even just the poster and everything is looking very like, not to bring in that word, but very sociopath to me. Like mm-hmm. he literally, the poster of the mask and everything yeah. is the same picture of a book about sociopaths that I read when I was doing the series. Oh, interesting. And I was like, oh my God, that's from the book. Yes, I will never see it, just as I have not seen Get Out, because I can't handle horror. Oh, but Get I'm Out's curious about movie, really. it. I, that's what they say. But I, <laughs> I read the synopsis on Wikipedia, and that freaked me out. But then I read the synopsis of Us, his new movie last that's night. That's a horror movie. Yeah, on Wikipedia. It didn't freak me out that much. But I was like, oh, I wonder what this is really about. Because I know it is. I know you could write a whole essay, a whole college essay on it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I have only seen like the teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch too much of it. But that, from what I've read in reviews and stuff, is a horror movie, like really scary and really bloody and like crazy. And you didn't find Get Out. Get to Out's be... not. It's not. It's mm. like a, there's like horror elements, but no, it's like more of a social satire. Yeah, I would comedy. agree with that. But it's not psychologically disturbing. If you're like me, now I have an image in my head of of the main guy. Uh, in, he was like falling down a black hole inside yeah, just, of himself. Just that, that alone is, is, is me every time I go on Twitter. So I, <laughs> that I relate to. Um, but I feel like I'm rare in that. Actually, you'd probably relate to that too. Maybe yeah. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Shane, it was so nice having you on the show. I know that you were spiraling and I know no. that you're going to be worried now, but oh, don't be, time. don't be. This mm. was such a good episode. Um, I'm so happy for you. I'm sorry you're dealing with this bullshit. I know you are a good person. Everyone listening, I think, probably believes you are. You can feel that you're a good person. Um, Congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. And I love you. I love you. And uh, listeners, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. We just bash Twitter for so long. But you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Allison Rosen. Uh, my website, AllisonRosen.com. I have another podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. It's called Childish. Uh, and check that out at ChildishPod.com or whatever, wherever you find podcasts. Shane. Uh, oh, and also I'm on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I mentioned that earlier. Where should people go to find whatever you want them to find? Um, uh, just YouTube.com slash Shane, I think. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, and your books. I'll link to those in the episode summary. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm afraid to go through those. <laughs> I mean, they had a legal team go through those before they came out. So yeah, I'm sure they're fine. It's fine. <laughs> it gets worse, and I hate myself. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> Controversial titles. Okay, great. <laughs> and Tony, where do we find you? At Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram, tonythaxton.com. Excellent. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Good time.